T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Dolphins Rewind on the home of every Miami Dolphins game. AM 560 WQAM and streaming on the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Lexus, who invite you to see, hear, feel, and experience amazing. Buenos dias, Dolphins fans. What's up, everybody? Good morning. Welcome into the Miami Dolphins Rewind Show. This is AM560 Sports WQAM. You're listening to Solana. Dolphins going to try to win their fourth straight today. They went up to New York, kicked the Jets' ass in the Meadowlands. That's always nice. Got to feel good right now as you're starting your football Sunday. Always good to start a football Sunday coming off a victory over the New York Jets. 24-17 was the final score In the Meadowlands, again, Dolphins are going to host the Panthers today. Week 12, Panthers coming off a loss to Washington. Dolphins looking to win their fourth consecutive game. This is the first of three straight at Hard Rock Stadium. Dolphins only have two road games left. They'll be in New Orleans two days after Christmas. So a long ways away before the Dolphins' next road game. They're going to play the Panthers today, the New York Giants Next Sunday, they'll have their bye, and they'll host the New York Jets once again. So, three winnable games coming up at Hard Rock Stadium for your Miami Dolphins. They will try to win their fourth consecutive today. Before we preview today's game, and there are some roster updates that I'd like to get everybody caught up on. And the big story today, of course, Cam Newton starting for the Carolina Panthers. I'll have some audio from Cam Newton later on in the show. His thoughts on the Miami Dolphins' defense kind of what he expects from this Dolphins defense in today's game. By the way, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Still the Thanksgiving weekend, technically. And however you spent it, whether it was family, friends, loved ones, whatever it is you did, I hope you enjoyed it. We'll have some funny audio, actually, later on in the show as well of uh, some Thanksgiving Day-related commentary from Tua Tungavailoa and... Dolphins rookie receiver Jalen Waddle. We'll get to that later on in the show. I would like to kind of revisit this Jets victory uh, here in the first segment, though, because there was some really good stuff there that we saw from the Dolphins. First and foremost, Miles Gaskin, that 24-17 final score, by the way. Miles Gaskin, 89 yards on the ground, a season high. He had 23 attempts, Tua 27-33, 273 yards, the two touchdowns. He did have that one interception, 
but we finally got the big play, the highlight reel play from Tua, the bomb to Matt Collins, 65 yards, longest pass play of Tua Tungavailoa's career, uh, I think the longest reception he's had where the ball traveled in the air farther than he's ever thrown it as a as a professional in the National Football League. It's what we wanted, a bomb from Tua Tungavailoa, and we finally got it. And, um, you know, no surprise that it happened after the Miami Dolphins were able to move the ball on the ground. Eric Stoosville, Dolphins, one of the Dolphins offensive coordinators, he talked about it in his press conference this week where, yeah, if you're able to get the ball moving on the ground, it'll open up the passing plays. And it worked for the Miami Dolphins when you finally get your season high 89 yards from Miles Gaskin. On Monday, Jordan McPherson of the Miami Herald, he wrote five more thoughts as the Dolphins win their third straight after beating the Jets. And the first thing he points out was that balanced attack that helped Miami on their scoring drives. They run 67 plays on offense, 34 passes, 34 runs. McPherson writes, the running game still not that impressive, averaging just three and a half yards per carry on Sunday versus the Jets and picking up 115 total yards, but it was productive enough to help open the passing game and look no further, as I just mentioned, to the Dolphins' longest play of the game. After Miles Gaskin had consecutive runs of 20 and 9 yards, the Dolphins had second and one from their 35-yard line. Tua Tungavailoa went with play-action pass and noticed as he was going through his progressions that both cornerback Isaiah Dunn and safety Elijah Riley bit and stayed toward the line of scrimmage, leaving Matt Collins down the left sideline. McPherson also highlights... The Miles Gaskin touchdown, which would seal the game for Miami, was the pass play late in the game. Tua stays in the pocket, is able to hit the check down, man. Who is Gaskin? He gets into the end zone, and that was all she wrote. But what he points out next is, and this is what he wrote, that rhythm was non-existent for most of the first half, and I couldn't agree more with Jordan McPherson. Here's what he writes. The Dolphins put together two solid drives during the first two quarters, They opened the game with an 11-play, 83-yard drive that ended with a one-yard rushing touchdown by Jalen Waddle on a reverse. Tungabailoa completed all six of his passes that drive for 61 yards and finding five different receivers. They ended the half with a 10-play, 41-yard drive that resulted in a missed field goal. In between, question mark, they ran just 14 plays over four drives with one ending in an interception and the other three ending in. In punts, Miami never got out of its own territory on any of those four drives. This has been a reoccurring theme for the Miami Dolphins. And it seems to happen almost every game at this point. Jason Taylor, on the Miami Dolphins broadcast, you'll hear him today at 1 p.m., he calls this the scripted drive. Basically, the Dolphins, all week long, throughout practice, they're planning their first drive of the game. And, And it makes total sense. I'll read you these numbers again. On that first drive, the Dolphins go 11 plays, 83 yards, They get the touchdown. Everything looks like it's a well-oiled machine. Like the Dolphins know exactly what they're doing. Everybody's in sync. Everybody's on the same page. And then after that first drive, it's a different team. Seems like a different offense. Seems like can't get the first downs. Can't convert on third and short. You're often shooting yourself in the foot with two-yard losses, stupid penalties. The Dolphins just don't look like they do in that first drive. I guess the simple solution here is we'll script the whole game plan. Skip the script the entire game, but obviously can't do that. So what do the Miami Dolphins do? How can they be more consistent throughout the course of the football game? 
And that's something Tua Tungavailoa said today, or, or said earlier this week during one of his media availabilities. Um, because I think it was Joe Shad of the Palm Beach Post. He covers the Miami Dolphins very well. He kind of asked Tua, you know, your first half numbers as a quarterback are not that great. But in the fourth quarter, Tua is one of the best quarterbacks in terms of accuracy, in terms of efficiency in the NFL. And he asked him, you know, are you focused on that? Are you focused on being a better player in the fourth quarter? And Tua, rather than answering that, alludes to the Miami Dolphins' inconsistencies throughout the stretch of a game. I, I would say the things that kind of kind of haunt me is, is just, you know, after our first series is, you know, the second, third, fourth series when, you know, we kind of get stopped and um, just shooting ourselves in the foot with me, you know, turning the ball over on the second series and, um, you know, things like that. I, I kind of think of those things more than, you know, the fourth quarters and how we're, we're, we're trying to finish. Obviously, we like to start fast and finish strong, but it's really the meat of everything, you know, and then also situationally, you know, our two-minute, um, you know, just, just all of those things. I think uh, offensively, I, I need to help our guys do a better job, um, you know, this upcoming game uh, with kind of the second quarter, the third quarter, uh, playing at a high level still and, um, you know, getting us to the fourth quarter to finish strong. Yeah, so two was obviously aware of it, and how could you not be? I mean, it's so blatant that the Dolphins just go through these long stretches. Again, it's been a reoccurring theme, even when two is not under center, by the way, even when it was Jacoby Brissett when two was dealing with some of these injuries. The Dolphins go on these long stretches where they just can't move the football. And look, against the New York Jets, sure, it doesn't matter because the Jets are bad and your defense was able to hold it down for you. And despite the fact that Joe Flacco, by the way, kind of looked impressive, right? Like, how do the Dolphins do what they did to Lamar Jackson on Thursday Night Football? Confuse the most elusive player that plays that position in the NFL, Lamar Jackson, a potential MVP candidate, and then turn it around a week later, and Joe Flacco, 36 years old, washed up. He actually looked competent against the Dolphins at stretches. Like, okay, you can go throughout the entire second quarter without moving the football. You punt the ball, three and outs, that interception by Tua that was just a very ill-advised throw, and it won't end up costing you the victory because you're playing the New York Jets. I get it. And five turnovers against the Houston Texans, it won't end up costing you because it's the Houston Texans and you're able to get four turnovers and win that game. So, fine. It's okay against the New York Jets, but can the Dolphins go throughout the entire entire second quarter, parts of the first quarter, without picking up a first down and beat the Carolina Panthers today? I'm not certain. Can they do it against the New York Giants next week? Maybe because the Giants are so bad. But today, 1 p.m. at Hard Rock Stadium, I don't think so. I don't think the Dolphins can do that and still beat this Carolina Panthers football team who, I get it, they've lost two of three and Cam Newton probably doesn't have a full grasp of this offense yet. And it's not the Cam Newton of old. doesn't matter though. The Miami Dolphins have to be able to move the ball consistently Tua Tungavailoa has to be the tool we saw in the second half against the New York Gi- uh, the New York Jets throughout the entire game. And if the Dolphins can run the football like we saw, we saw that battle. I, I just read you the numbers there. 34 pass plays, 33 running plays. Miles Gaskin gets 89 yards on the ground. Looked pretty solid. The Dolphins offensive line actually 
played pretty decently at points in that game. I mean, we know the formula now. We know what works. I get it's easy to say, well, it was the New York Jets, and this Panthers defense is certainly a much tougher test for this Miami Dolphins team. And Cam Newton, uh, paired with Christian McCaffrey, a much tougher test for this Dolphins defense than Joe Flacco was. Uh, But we know the formula. And mix it with an offense that can move the ball consistently, something the Dolphins have struggled with, well then, that's it right there. That's what it's going to take to be in what they call the hunt at the end of the season. Right now, you're at 4-7. and seven. You're technically not in the hunt. But man, we've talked about it how many times. This Dolphins schedule, the remaining six games, including today against the Carolina Panthers, it is not difficult. This is probably the toughest team other than the Patriots Week 18 that you're going to play. And if you can beat the Panthers today, you improve to your fourth consecutive victory, your 5-7, and seven, then you've got the, the the Giants who are not good, the Jets at home who are not good. You get your bye week late in the season, which will certainly help. Then you have the Saints. I get it. Monday Night Football, it's a tough place to play, but the Saints do not look good. Look no further than their Thursday Night Football loss on Thanksgiving night versus AFC East rival Buffalo Bills. And following that, you have the Titans without Derrick Henry. Ryan Tannehill throwing it to everybody else but his receivers. I mean, you're in a position where, at the very least, these next six games, you win today against the Carolina Panthers, at the very least, you're going 4-2. and two. At the very least, you're going 4-2 and two if, you're, if you're the Miami Dolphins. Um, Tua Tonga by Loa, by the way, my grade for his performance against the New York Jets, probably like a, a B or a B-. minus. He was 27 of 33. I told you, you finally got the bomb against the Jets. You get that Matt Collins touchdown. It was great to see from Tua, but that interception still a little ill-advised. We're still waiting to see like this breakout game from Tua Tungabailoa. And like this isn't a criticism of him. He did enough to win. He certainly played well enough in the fourth quarter when it mattered. And listen, against the Baltimore Ravens just uh, about 10 days earlier than that, he definitely did enough to win in the second half against that Baltimore Ravens defense. So, again, this isn't necessarily a criticism of Tua Tungavailoa, and I know this is a very divisive topic, uh, but we haven't gotten like that breakout performance from him where he comes out, throws 320, 330 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, just looks like he has total command of this Miami Dolphins offense. And, you know, I would love to see it today against a very worthy opponent in the Carolina Panthers. Panthers need this win, by the way. So you can expect them to come out, send pressure at Tua, certainly try to stop Miles Gaskin on the ground. It's something we're going to talk about more in the next segment, this matchup between the two teams. But all in all, Dolphins went up to the Meadowlands. They took care of business, and that's what mattered most for this team. I'll have your injury report coming up next. It was certainly an extensive one. And there's a couple players questionable that we want to keep our eye on for today. There were some roster moves as well for the Miami Dolphins. And I'm going to have some awesome audio for you. It happened last Sunday on the pregame show between Jason Taylor, Joe Rose, and Channing Crowder, who you're going to hear coming up on the pregame show in a little under an hour. It's something you don't want to miss. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Rewind Show here on AM560 Sports WQAM with Solana. (laughs) 
This is Dolphins Rewind on the home of every Miami Dolphins game. AM 560, WQAM, and streaming on the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Lexus, who invite you to see, hear, feel, and experience amazing. The Dolphins are looking for their fourth straight today. They're going to host the Panthers at Hard Rock Stadium at 1 p.m. I was reading MiamiDolphins.com. This is actually pretty interesting. Carolina is Miami's least faced opponent in the NFL. It's just the seventh regular season meeting between the two teams. And the Dolphins, they actually lead the all-time series 4-2. But after taking the first four, Carolina has won the past two, including their last meeting in 2017. So, Couple streaks on the line. Dolphins looking to end the Panthers' two-game winning streak over the organization, and you're trying to get to four straight wins, which would put you at five and seven. Probably not in the mix for the playoff hunt, but at the very least, closer than where you were uh, after losing seven straight games. The Miami Dolphins again will kick off versus the Carolina Panthers at 1 p.m. today from Hard Rock Stadium. Let me get to. The injury report here as we continue on the Miami Dolphins Rewind Show here with Solana. This was released Friday and ton of names on the Miami Dolphins injury report. It's been that way all week long. Trill Williams, Elijah Campbell, and Adam Shaheen, they are all listed as out for today for the Miami Dolphins. And the one that's going to hurt the most, I think right now, is Brandon Jones. He's dealing with some ankle injuries, some elbow injuries. He was limited on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday, and he is listed officially as questionable for today's game. Brandon Jones had himself a heck of a game versus the New York Jets. He had six tackles, a sack, and a forced fumble, and um, it would certainly be a big loss for the Miami Dolphins. He and Javon Holland have kind of turned into this blitzing tandem. Javon Holland playing well all across the field, really, for this Dolphins defense, but it's been... Brandon Jones, who's been able to apply pressure. We saw it against Lamar Jackson. We saw it against the Houston Texans. He's done a very good job all season at being able to blitz. He's been in those packages where the Dolphins are sending a ton of DBs trying to get to the quarterback, and he's had success. And again, today against the Carolina Panthers, you want to see more of that, right? There's certainly this dynamic of Cam Newton being able to run the football as a quarterback. And listen, Blitzing the hell out of Lamar Jackson seemed to work, so I have no idea why the Dolphins would not try to use that same approach today against Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers. It would help if Brandon Jones was in the lineup. In the last segment, I was talking about Tua. I was talking about how we still haven't seen like this breakout performance from Tua Tagovailoa. Not that he's played poorly, um, but you know this game where he comes out, he silences all the haters. And he just looks legit. He looks like he can be your franchise quarterback for the next 10 or so seasons. Again, I know this is divisive. I know how many of you are out on Tua already. You don't want to hear any argument for Tua being the franchise quarterback. But I do think it's fair to point out that over his last five games, he's thrown for 1,256 yards, eight touchdowns, five interceptions while completing 70% of his passes. Those are pretty good numbers. They certainly are. So, While maybe Tua hasn't looked like one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL, I get it. He hasn't looked like Justin Herbert. Okay, I totally understand it. Um, He is still playing some pretty good football for the Miami Dolphins over the past couple of games. And there were some some roster moves by the Miami Dolphins as well. Some 
that I think we should get to. Uh, on Saturday, yesterday, they placed defensive back Elijah Campbell on the IR, and they elevated cornerback Javaris Davis. And how about Sheldrick Redwine? He's back for the Miami Dolphins. He has been elevated to the 53-man roster for today's game. Dolphins, by the way, I'm just scrolling through their Twitter account. They're going to be rocking the all-white unis at Hard Rock Stadium. And since the Miami Hurricanes season is officially over, no more Canes games at Hard Rock Stadium, got the painted end zones back, baby. Because, you know, they do the the uh, generic Miami end zones because you have the Canes and the Dolphins playing there. It would be a real pain in the ass to have to paint the end zone orange, then back to green, different fonts, different styles that you want to see for the Canes and Dolphins. Well, Canes season's done. So now we've got the Miami Dolphins end zones painted with Dolphins in it. And it uh, looks good. You can see it on the Dolphins Twitter account. Got the Aqua end zone ready to go for today's 1 p.m. kickoff coming up. Kevin Rogers, Channing Crowder, your Miami Dolphins pregame show. They'll take you up until 1 p.m. You got Jimmy Cephalo, Joe Rose, Jason Taylor. They'll have your call for today's game. I mentioned the Miami Hurricanes. They picked up a win yesterday against Duke. 47-10 was the final score there for Miami. They end their season, the regular season anyways, 7-5. and five. Your Florida Panthers, they lost their second straight 4-1 losers to the Seattle Kraken. How about the Miami Heat? Through 20 games, they're now 13-7. and seven. A big victory, impressive victory over the Chicago Bulls, 107-104. It was a Gabe Vincent game. I hope you're listening, Channing Crowder, on your way to the station. The Gabe Vincent game, which we will all remember. He had 20 points, a lot of them coming in the fourth quarter. There's your South Florida score update. Hopefully the Dolphins can piggyback off the Canes and the Miami Heat pick up their fourth consecutive victory. Before we preview today's game, I want to get to this audio because I'm telling you it is some of the greatest audio you will ever hear and it will provide some context. So before every Miami Dolphins game, Joe Rose will join the Dolphins pregame show with Channing Crowder and Kevin Rogers. They'll preview that day's game and it was no different last week as the broadcast team was up at the Meadowlands. Joe Rose joined the broadcast for his routine pregame show appearance. And he's kind of poking fun at Jason Taylor. You're going to hear it at the beginning of the clip where he mentions a police escort going into the Meadowlands. Didn't need to mention that because the, uh, the, the broadcast team gets a police escort to pretty much every game. And then you're going to hear about 10 seconds after Jason Taylor picks up his headset. And I'm here watching it all live. Picks up his headset and ask Joe Rose, yeah, you got that uh, that police escort, right? And uh, JT, a little upset because missed the bus, had to Uber to the game, and uh, he thinks it was Joe Rose's fault. Listen to how this transpires on the air. It's still Jets-Dolphins, so the rivalry doesn't go, go away, but when you got two teams that are really good, it sure makes a difference for the rivalry and adds a lot more to it. I can tell you it was a lot easier to get in today than it's ever been. Uh, with this crowd that tells me something when all of a sudden you're, you're you you got an escort and you realize you didn't need one because there was <laughs> nobody and uh it, it was a little slow in the parking lot today so they, yeah they still nasty so, joe did you get any eggs thrown at the window any beer cans I saw, I, so the the best teams for flipping people off i i still give the edge to buffalo uh, buffalo's no, no still England the best is there <laughs> yeah but but the jets the jets were there were a few 
There were a few today, but I think Buffalo's still clearly number one. They, you know, and hey, man, they got the team. So when you flip, you, they flip you off like, hey, we're flipping you off because we don't like it, and we know our team's better. It's a uh, different uh, flipping off. You lost me, Joe. You had, well, a, you had an escort today? Oh! Yeah, we had the escort. There we you had go. A, you had a, police, a police escort into the stadium. Yeah. Huh. Hey, Channing. What up, bro? Guess what? Guess who did not have a police escort into the stadium? Hey, man. Joe and Jim. I I can't say Jimmy because Jimmy definitely didn't do it, but Joe left me again at the hotel. He did. Now, listen, man. No, no, no. I'm going to have your microphone turn off. You don't (laughs) shut up. He left me at the hotel, so I I couldn't get an Uber because they were too backed up. I had to download the Lyft app on my phone, create an account, get a Lyft, and then the drop-off area, you know Jenny, you, J- Joe, be quiet. <laughs> I'll punch you. I swear for the Lord. <laughs> Hit him. So, you, so Channing, you, you, you've, been Channing. To the, you've been to the crappy Meadowlands, right? Yes. So yeah. you know where the Giants practice facility is. Yep. That's that's where Lyft drops you off. So I have my suitcase to fly back home tonight and my backpack. You got some conditioning Joe, yet. one more time, I swear <laughs> I'm going to take all your fronts out. <laughs> so they dropped me off at the Giants facility, and I had to walk through the parking lot to the stadium. It's about a mile and a half with my backpack and my and my rolling bag. Joe had an escort. I had Lyft. Joe, I had two why, buses with Why you two. do that to JT, Joe? And this is the second time it's happened, Channing. This I, is the se- it happened in Chicago, too. I'm responsible for Chicago. <laughs> I, I did. The bus driver goes, do we have everybody? And I go, yes, we do. Let's go. And and I forgot Jason was with us. So <laughs> he called, and we're about five miles from the from the stadium. And I said, hey, Jason, we got a little problem here. So he, he comes in. He goes, dude, who left me? And I go, I did. That was on me. <laughs> but this one today, he was late. And I said, listen, man, we're part of the escort with the with the second and third buses with the team. And they're leaving, and that bus driver ain't getting left behind. Yep, I had to I had to get the lift and walk through the parking lot. But it was yo, uh, it was yo, hell. But you, Channing, you, you can have your homeboys back, today. Joe. You you can say <laughs> two minutes. Let me run to the bathroom. You gotta what's it called? You gotta hold them back for hey, a little Channing, bit. Channing, you're really helping this damn yeah. situation right now. I gotta tell you, <laughs> you it's real him. nice of you. <laughs> so all, like, all I can hear in the back, he goes. Tell me you guys aren't leaving. I hear kids going, Jason, Jason, what are you saying? He goes, hold on a second, kid. This is important. That's true. I got killed. Oh, my God, I got killed. But so, I, I learned my lesson. I will not be 30 seconds late for the bus again because no, Joe no. will leave you all you know what. I got him in about four to five minutes, and I couldn't hold the bus driver. Channing, no matter what you hear coming out of this, I understand there's a little friction in the booth today, but I'm telling you right now, there's nothing I could do to save him today. And Channing, I'm right in the middle of this damn thing. Don't just let them deal with it themselves, bro. Don't don't Joe, don't, let, let don't you, fight this. Joe, let you be 30 seconds late for that plane tonight. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm telling that pilot to leave. We're gonna leave your hand parts right in Newark. By the way, Jason's trying to do one of those last the, those last second flights. That's gonna be a tight one coming from this stadium. <laughs> I went with a backup plan, but if that thing does work. I'm making sure my ass got a chance to get on that earlier hey, flight. If there, if there is a standby seat available on the plane, I promise I will pay for it with my own credit card <laughs> to make sure man. you're not on it. Keep them back, man. Can't wait to watch this football Channing, game. boy, yeah. you turned on me too, Channing, all those years, man. Hey, I you know, know you guys played together. I know it's a little special bond, but uh, – well, listen, man. JT took it. I'm, he took it easy on me at rookie rookie hazing night. So I think he might yes. be hazing you a little bit now, JT. 
with the media yeah. hazing. Cause yeah, JT just ordered <laughs> one bottle of Opus One and some other things, but he didn't he didn't order the Junior Seau Louis the Thirteenth and all. So that's my man, JT, my man. Did Junior really do that to you? Jun- of he did. Junior ordered a bottle of Louis the Thirteenth. It was like <laughs> five grand. <laughs> And then he got one to go on the way out of the door at Prime 112. <laughs> I was like, Junebug, I thought we were tight, bro. He got one to go. I was like, man, come on. But JT watched oh, out. Channing. Yep. Channing. Man, that's unbelievable. Yeah, I think it was seven, well, 17000 something like that I had to pay my rookie Hazen. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Look well, at JT back, talking about Back who? in the day, we wouldn't be able to get a snifter of one. 17000 <laughs> That was net pay for a season damn near right there. Yeah, that was a – But, uh, hey, guys, on we got two left, so we're going to see how Jason does on these last two road trips coming up. <laughs> can be interesting. Hey. Tennessee and, and New Orleans. Don't hit well, New Orleans, we stay right next door to the stadium, so that won't be too bad. Yeah. Stop. Don't hit the snooze button, bro. Joe done showed you his hand. Don't hit the snooze button. That wasn't even, I didn't even sleep in, for crying out loud. It's 9.45. I mean, I got a baby at home, so I slept a little bit later up here in New, in New York, but had to get my credential when this, this I forgot uh, we're on radio, this guy left me. <laughs> loving, in, loving individual. <laughs> now I'm the guy. JT, hey, if you now leave Joe guy. Rose, you're hosting the morning show tomorrow. That That's the one thing you got to think about. Well, I promise you two things. I'm not I'm not waiting for Joe anywhere, and I damn sure ain't hosting his radio show. So, Zach, by the way, Zach Kranz is on his own. By the way, Jason Taylor Jason Taylor will be joining me in the morning on 560 WQM. Thank you. We'll be discussing oh, this game. Boy. All right, fellas. Y'all have a good one. Again, that was last week, the Miami Dolphins pregame show. So, Jason Taylor never joined Joe Rose on the air that Monday. I can assure you of that. And again, that I, I, I love that. I wanted to play it for everybody because it was so organic. JT genuinely upset at uh, at Joe Rose. Even though I was in that bus, Joe Rose had nothing to do with the police escort and the bus taking off on him. Uh, but it was just funny because you hear Joe at the very beginning. He brings up that police escort for absolutely no reason other than to poke fun at Jason Taylor. And I see JT reach for his headphones. He has no appearance yet. He has uh, about 30 minutes until he's required to be on the air. He reaches for his headphones. He puts them on. And it was go time. And you heard Jimmy Cephalo there. I've been working on the Miami Dolphins broadcast now for many years. I was a... Uh, you know, I, I used to run the board for the broadcast when I started at QAM back in 2016. And then I was working the post-game show with Big O when he used to be a part of the broadcast. And now I get the, you know, the, the extreme pleasure. I'm very fortunate to be traveling and, and, and going to these games and working with these three incredible broadcasters. I have never once seen or heard Jimmy Cephalo on the pregame show. And, you know, Cephalo's preparing for the game. He has a ton going on before the game. And this time, it was such a good conversation, such a good exchange, along with Channing Crowder, that Cephalo put his headset on and got involved in the action. That's how you know that exchange was legendary, because you had Cephalo part of it. And then Channing Crowder with the icing on the cake at the very end with his Junior Seau rookie dinner story, which I've heard of several times working with Crowder on a daily basis. Um, Still incredible to hear that. Junior Seau running up the tab on Channing Crowder at his rookie dinner. Uh, Just an all-time great exchange, and I hope all of you enjoyed it as much as I did. Coming up next, we will preview this game, I promise. Preview the Miami Dolphins versus the Carolina Panthers. That's next on the Miami Dolphins Rewind Show. (laughs) 
This is Dolphins Rewind on the home of every Miami Dolphins game. AM 560, WQAM, and streaming on the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Lexus, who invite you to see, hear, feel, and experience amazing. Final segment here on the Miami Dolphins Rewind show. Expecting a Dolphins win today, everybody. I'm feeling good about this one. Got the Panthers coming in. We're going to preview today's game. And then coming up in just a couple of minutes, you're going to get the Miami Dolphins pregame show here on AM560 Sports WQAM. Don't waste any time here because I have a ton of audio that I want to play for all of you. And hopefully I get to this audio from Jalen Waddle and Tua Tungavailoa, their Thanksgiving plans. I really want to get to it because it was some of the best audio we heard throughout the week from the Miami Dolphins practice facility and their media availabilities. But first, here's Brian Flores, his expectations going into today's game versus his Carolina Panthers team. When you watch Cam Newton, do you feel like there's any rust or anything from his time off, or is he kind of just picked up where? I think he's picked up where, you know, the same player he's been, dynamic. Um, obviously, as a, as a runner, uh, but also as a thrower, I think that kind of gets pushed to the side. I mean, he can throw the football. Um, he's had a lot of production uh, throwing the football in this league. Um, They've got good receivers. They've got good O line. They got good scheme. Good backs, obviously. Um, but I, you know, he's a he's a very good player in this league. Can still make a lot of plays. Um, this will be definitely be a big challenge for us. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, we've got history with him. Like you know, we we have history with you know a number of players that we we play against. Um, but you know the same problems are there um, as a runner, as a uh, throwing the football. Um, uh, this is definitely going to be a, a game about communication and uh, you know playing disciplined football. Um, but it's not just Cam. I mean, McCaffrey's a you know a great player. More Robbie Anderson takes the top off the field. Um, Unless Ian Thomas is a very good blocking tight end, uh, Tremble, good good young tight end as well. I mean, you got a good old line. So uh, we, we've it's not just one one player; it's their offense and um, their offense, their defense, their their special teams, and we have to play a uh, a good complementary game in all phases, um, which starts in practice. What have you noticed about the Panthers' pass rush? Uh, it's very good. Uh, I mean, I think defensively they're fast. Um, you know, Burns, Reddick. Uh, Shaq Thompson, uh, Derek Brown. I mean, they got players everywhere. So um, it's a very good defense. They're well coached. Um, uh, you know, we um, they're well coached. Rule, Snow, uh, Joe Brady. I mean, they got a, they got a good uh, good coaching staff. Um, Chase. So I mean, it's it's a good it's a good uh, it's a good group. Good staff. They're well coached. And they got good players. A lot of good players. That was Brian Flores there on Camp Newton and this Carolina Panthers team. Here's Tua Tungavailoa asked what he thinks about this Carolina Panthers defense that he'll be facing today. Fast. Fast, athletic. Um, you know, they're, they're very good as far as their communication up front and in the back end. Um, I do understand that they, I think they're number one uh, pass defense, uh, which, you know, forces us, you know, to... I mean, it, it gives us a challenge, I would say. Um, you know, I would say f- philosophy-wise, you know, with this defense, I mean, they, they don't give up big plays much. Um, you know, it's, it's more of a, 
uh, eight play, 12 play drive. You know, they, they really make you work, work for uh, points. Um, you, you don't ever see them blow coverages. You rarely ever see uh, three play, four play drives and a team scores on this team. Uh, so they, they do present a, a big challenge for us. That's Tua there, and he's right. This is going to be a tough challenge for the Miami Dolphins. I was reading on ESPN.com from Marcel Louis-Jacques, who actually covers the Miami Dolphins for ESPN. He writes, over the past four weeks, the Panthers' defense owns the highest sack percentage, 10.8% of dropbacks, in the NFL, while Miami has given up the sixth most sacks in that same time. And then he writes, the Dolphins didn't allow a sack last week, but this will be their toughest test to date as they try to protect both quarterback Tua Tungvaluwa and their three-game winning streak. And it's a good point there. The Dolphins didn't give up a sack against the New York Jets. But at the end of the day, it is the New York Jets. The Dolphins will need to protect Tua. They'll need to to really piggyback off of their performance last season. I'm speaking about the offensive line. And protect Tua. And let's give Tua credit. Even on that play against Matt Collins that I've referenced a couple times today. The 65-yard touchdown. Tua was able to step up into the pocket, evade pressure, and find Mac and, and go through his progressions and find the open receiver leading to the longest touchdown pass of his career. And you're going to need to see more of that Tua really spreading the field, extending plays, and avoiding pressure. If the Dolphins can give him time, we know he can be accurate. We know he can make the plays necessary to get first downs. They just need to be able to protect him and give him the time to do so. It'll be interesting today if they can do it against one of the better defenses at getting to the quarterback in the NFL. Another dynamic at play here will be the balance of the Dolphins' offense. I talked about it a ton in the first, uh, I believe the first segment, where the Dolphins, those 67 plays against the New York Jets, they threw it 34 times, they ran it 33 times. It was Miles Gaskins' season high, and I was reading up here on the, on the Carolina Panthers, one of the biggest reasons why they lost to Washington last week was because Washington was able to move the ball and the Panthers just had zero answer for it. And when the Panthers allow over 100 yards on the ground, they're 0-6 this season, but when they limit opponents to under the century mark, they're 5-0. and The Dolphins are going to have to figure out a way to move the ball on the ground. I'm not saying they have to run the ball for 100 yards, but again, when teams haven't been able to eclipse the 100 yards on the ground against the Panthers, they are winless. So clearly a tough matchup. Your hopes have to be that the Dolphins will figure out what worked for them against the New York Jets and hope that they can translate it to another successful outing running the football versus this Carolina Panthers defense. Speaking of the Panthers defense, their defensive coordinator, Phil Snow, answered a couple questions about Tua Tungavailoa earlier this week. When you look at Tua, at Tua with, with the Dolphins, his, his, his career so far has it's sort of been, I guess, up and down. And How do you evaluate what you see from him at this stage of his career in this point in the season? You know, I, I, I really believe that every week we're going to get everybody's best. So um, there's a reason why he was taken high in the draft. Um, there's a reason why he's starting at, at Miami. So, you know, I'm expecting him to give us his best, which is pretty good. So, um, you know, what he's done in the past doesn't, doesn't really uh, um, affect what we do. We, you know, we know their offense and what they want to do and, and, and I'm anticipating him play at a high level. So that's how I see him. And then just real quick then, when he's at his best, what makes him dangerous? 
Well, he's got good mobility in the pocket. He can sidestep the rush and make people miss and keep himself alive. Um, he really scrambles to throw. You know, he doesn't really want to run the football, and it's probably because of some of his injuries. But, you know, we I always anticipate, and we do as a staff, quarterbacks running with the football uh, off the belly read action, which they have. And, we, you know, Heineke last week ran, and uh, we, we I knew he was going to run. Um, and I'm anticipating the same thing from him. So even though he's been nicked up a little bit, I do believe on critical down and distances that he will carry the football. And and so he presents a lot of problems that way. He's got good mobility and, and um, you know, he's got a good arm. And, and there's a reason why he was a first-round draft pick and drafted as high as he was. That was Panthers defensive coordinator Phil Snow on Tua Tungavailoa. Clearly holds them in high regards. I want to get to some of this audio that I've been teasing all show long. Look, you're leading up to... Thanksgiving Day earlier this week at Dolphins Media Availabilities. Naturally, the Thanksgiving food-related questions will be coming from the local reporters and journalists that are out at Dolphins practice every day. And Mike Cunio, who you hear often on AM560 Sports WQAM, CBS4 anchor and reporter. Kudos to him. Kudos to Mike Cunio, who was asking Brian Flores the tough-hitting questions he wanted to know if he had any hot food takes relating to Thanksgiving Day. Did you have a controversial food take? You can make some news. Controversial food? Food take, yeah. Um, for Thanksgiving or just in general? Let's go Thanksgiving. No, I mean, I think it's all good. General. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, I think uh, I think you got one. Just, just to get back on track. Yeah. I, I think you have three. <laughs> 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 he puts ketchup on hot dogs or something. Come on. I think you have one open spot. You hear there, even the media, uh, some of the other reporters getting upset. I mean, Barry, Barry Jackson, let us have some fun. Barry, Barry, come on, Barry. Let us have a little bit of fun. I wanted to hear a controversial food take. I think Cunio was going to press Brian Flores on it too, which... Would have been really funny. But Barry, Barry Jackson ruining the fun. But he's got a column to write. And he's the best in the biz. So no hard feelings there with Barry Jackson. But kudos to Mike Cunio, man. Trying to get the, the, the questions at least I want answered during Thanksgiving week. How about this? Jalen Waddle, his press conference earlier in the week as well. He was asked what his favorite Thanksgiving Day food was. Favorite Thanksgiving food? <laughs> Turkey, oh, it's like some good homemade mac and cheese too. That sounds kind of good. Two is. did tell me to come over there. I might, I might come over there. I plan on going all around, like just picking up plates, really. <laughs> so all different teammates? Oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Oh, okay. For sure, I gotta get around the the bigger guys. They eat good, so definitely gotta stop over there. How many plays do you plan on having? Um, I'm going to stack up for like a good like four days. So I say about like four or five plates. Give me do it. Definitely, definitely. Do you bring a dish? Is there a dish you cook? No, I'm not bringing nothing. I'm just bringing myself. I'm not bringing nothing. I love Jalen Waddle. So many nuggets there. So many great nuggets there. So first, yeah, he's invited by Tua Tungvaluwa, but he's just going for a to-go plate. He intended to do that with a bunch of other Dolphins players who invited him, and he's not taking anything. And by the way, good move there by Waddle to try to hang out with some of the bigger guys. You know they'll throw it down on Thanksgiving. You know they're all going to have the best sides, the fried turkey. The big guys know how to throw it down on Thanksgiving. But 
what's amazing about this is after Jalen Waddle kind of pokes fun, says he's just going over to Tua's and some of the other players for a to-go plate, trying to set himself up for some good leftovers for the next couple of days. Listen to how Tua Tungavailoa responded to Jalen Waddle's comments. Jalen Waddle told us uh, that he has an invite to Tua for Thanksgiving. Yeah, but I did hear that he is going to everyone else's houses after. Yeah, so I'm pulling the invite. <laughs> so Tua, Tua's like, no, you're not coming to my house. Here's why we need the Dolphins win, everybody. Because if the Dolphins lose today, we're never going to find out what happened. Because the media is not going to want to ask the questions. Everything's going to be super serious in the locker room. And at uh, the media availabilities the, next of the, the, the rest of the week, we're not really going to find out what happened on Thanksgiving. We need a Dolphins win today for no other reason. Because four in a row would be nice. Five and seven on the season would be nice. Ending the Panthers' two-game win streak over the Dolphins would be nice. Yeah, yeah, all that, whatever. But more importantly, the locker room, the questions after, it'll all be a lot more fun if the Dolphins win. And we're going to find out what took place, what happened on Thanksgiving with all these players. This has been the Miami Dolphins Rewind Show. 1 p.m. kickoff from Hard Rock Stadium. I will be there. Jimmy Cephalo, Joe Rose, Jason Taylor, they have your call coming up next. Dolphins game day with Channing Crowder. Kevin Rogers, they take you up to countdown to kickoff 1 p.m. from Hard Rock State. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 